Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Entry Point Faith. Join us each week to discover fresh meaning in the world and find faith your way. Now, here is Pastor Nancy Lafferty. So would you like to know what it takes to be successful? Ten years ago, organizational psychologist Adam Grant wrote a book called Give and Take. The book details Grant's research on professional success. Grant studied 3,500 businesses over a period of seven years, and his research has shed light on a crucial element of success, debunking some of our cultural myths. So Grant writes these words. According to conventional wisdom, highly successful people have three things in common. Motivation, ability, and opportunity. If we want to succeed, we need a combination of hard work, talent, and luck. But there is a fourth ingredient, one that is crucial but often neglected. Success depends heavily on how we approach our interactions with other people. Every time we interact with another person, we have a choice to make. We can claim as much value as we can, or we can contribute value without worrying what we get in return. In other words, we can take from every interaction or we can give in an interaction. Takers have a distinctive signature. They like to get more than they give. They tilt reciprocity in their own favor, putting their own interests ahead of the needs of others. Takers believe the world is competitive. They feel that in order to succeed, they need to be better than everybody else. And so to prove their competence, they self-promote and they make sure that they get plenty of credit for their efforts. In contrast, givers tilt reciprocity in the other direction, preferring to give more than they get. While takers tend to be self-focused, paying more attention to what other people can offer to them, givers are other-focused, paying more attention to what other people need from them. Now, these preferences are not about money. Givers and takers aren't distinguished by how much they donate to charity or to the compensation that they, are, that they command from their employers. Rather, givers and takers differ in their attitudes and their actions toward other human beings. When takers walk into an interaction, they are trying to get as much as possible 
and they are trying to contribute as little as possible. Givers look to help other people. Givers prefer to be on the contributing end of every interaction. Now, in, in the research, Grant discovered that both givers and takers can indeed achieve success. In fact, his research revealed that in the most successful companies, most of the people who work at the bottom of the success ranking are givers. Yes, sometimes givers get taken advantage of. Sometimes they are overlooked because they're busy promoting and inspiring other people. Sometimes they burn out. But most people who work at the top of a successful company are also givers. There's something distinctive that happens when givers succeed. It spreads and it cascades. When takers win, there's usually someone who loses. Research shows that people tend to envy successful takers, and they look for ways to knock them down a notch. In contrast, when givers win, people are cheering for them, people are rooting for them and supporting them, rather than looking for a chance to knock them down. Givers succeed in a way that creates a ripple effect, enhancing, enhancing the success of people around them. Although Grant's research takes place in the professional arena, we know that givers and takers impact our daily life, our personal life, and every single relationship that we have with every single human being. Now, <clears throat> the story of the Good Samaritan is one of the best-known stories in the Bible, and it has a lot to tell us about givers and takers. You know the story. A Jewish man is walking down the road, and a couple of guys come along and rob him, beat him, knock him over, and leave him for dead. And then a couple of other people walk by and don't help him. And in fact, they cross the street to avoid getting involved. And then a Samaritan person comes along and stops to help him. So let's frame the story through the lens of givers and takers. Takers robbed the Jewish man who was walking down the street minding his own business. He didn't even want to have an interaction with them. They came along and took. And then a priest walks by the wounded man, and does nothing. We would expect a priest to be a giver. But in this instance, the priest was a silent observer, and he lacked the willingness to assist. He neglected the person in need. So the next person to walk by was the Levite, another observer that did nothing to aid the wounded man. He, too, neglected the person in need. Finally, the Samaritan comes along. Now, Samaritans were not well respected, and they were enemies of Jews. There was tremendous prejudice and animosity between those two groups, but the Samaritan had compassion. He tended 
the injured man. The Samaritan was a giver. Givers have a spirit of compassion. So the, a Samaritan acted on his compassion, bandaging the man's wounds, placing the wounded man on his animal, walking alongside of him, and taking him to an inn and covering the cost of his care. The Samaritan showed mercy. That is what givers do. Givers are considerate. Takers engage in neglect. Givers have a spirit of grace. Takers are legalistic. Givers want to live in peace, while takers create disunity. Givers have an attitude of service, and takers have an attitude of entitlement. Now, we have all had moments of being givers. We have also all had moments of being takers. We are all aware of what it feels like after we have taken and after we have given. We all know that good feeling that we get when we give of ourselves, when we behave compassionately, when we stop to help somebody on the side of the road that has a flat tire or needs assistance, or perhaps we help a lost child get reunited with his mother in a crowd, or maybe when the clerk at the store gives us too much money when we use cash, um, <laughs> and then they give us too much money back, they give us too much change, and then we give back the excess, we suddenly feel better. It feels good. It, it renews us. It refreshes us to do good things. We believe in things again when we have that feeling. And it refreshes others around us. Givers have a spirit of generosity. And in Proverbs, we find this verse. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. So one small act of kindness changed British writer Bernard Hare in 1982, when he was a student living north of London. The police knocked on his door, but he didn't answer because he hadn't paid his rent for several months, and he figured the police were there to evict him. But after the police left, Bernard got to thinking about his mother, whose health was not good, and maybe the police were there to say something to him about her, and so he went downstairs, 1982, and went to the phone booth near his apartment, and sure enough, when he called home, his father said, you need to get home. So Bernard got to the railway station, but discovered he had missed the last train. He could get to Peterborough, but he would miss the connecting Leeds train by 20 minutes. So Bernard had a plan. He, just, he figured it all out. He would just ride the first train as far as he could, and then he would steal a car, and then he would steal some money, and then he would get home. He knew from the sound of his father's voice his mother would not live to see the next day. He had to get home. So once he sat down on the train, it all kind of hit him, and he kind of was, was feeling some things, and the guy came along collecting the tickets, asking him if he was okay, because it was clear that he had been crying. Of course I'm okay. Why wouldn't I be? What's, what's it got to do with you in any case? Just 
Run along, old man. Well, you look awful. Is there anything I can do? Yeah, get lost, mind your own business. The guy sat down right next to him and said, look, if, if there's a problem, I'm here to help you. That's what I get paid for. So Bernard realized that the only way to get rid of this guy was going to be to tell him the truth. Look, my mom's in the hospital, dying. She's not going to make it through the night, and, and I'm going to miss the connection to Leeds. I don't even know how I'm going to get home. So the guy stood up and says, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, just... Sorry about your problem, and I'm going to leave you alone now. And then he left. Ten minutes later, the man comes back. Bernard's like, oh my gosh, here we go again. The train man said to Bernard, listen, when we get to Peterborough, shoot straight off over to platform one as quick as you can. They're going to hold the train to Leeds for you. As soon as you get there, it'll leave. Bernard was dumbfounded. He immediately felt guilty he had been so mean to this man. But what a compassionate gesture. He blurted out, I, I wish I had some way to thank you. I truly appreciate what you have done for me. Not a problem. Here's how you can thank me. The next time you see someone in trouble, help them out. That will pay me back. And then you need to tell them to pay you back the same way. And soon, the world will be a better place. Amen. Thanks for listening in on this week's discussion on Entry Point Faith. You can join the Entry Point Faith community in person every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. at Connor Prairie in Fishers, Indiana. For more information and a transcript of Dancy's messages, visit entrypointonline.org. Entry Point Faith is brought to you in partnership with mypodcast.media. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.